Welcome back to another episode of Talk to Tatiana. And today I want to talk to you about why it's important to always keep learning and what that could look like for you. So let's begin. Learning is an important part of our growth as human beings and also as professionals and business owners. And the reason is that as we get kind of settled in the same routine and the same knowledge, that's where mistakes start to happen. That's where our awareness and our antennas no longer um, really go off when, when something that's not right pops up on our radar. Um, and so this is a very dangerous uh, situation to have when, um, when you are not learning. And so I'll give you an example, a little story that um, I've experienced. So <clears throat> when I used to work for a small CPA firm in New York City, um, there were seven partners at the firm. And some partners were set in their kind of habits, meaning even though continued professional education is required every year for um, certified public accountants for CPAs, um, many of the partners didn't really do them in a sense that they would, um, you know, staff, us staff would go and attend those webinars. Um, usually they were live in order for live as in um, remote, remote live. Um, and so <clears throat> usually the, the way those uh, continued professional education works for CPAs and every license, EAs, CPAs, lawyers, doctors, everybody has some sort of a continuing education, CE or CPE, which is uh, what accounting stuff is called, uh, so a continuing professional education. And so um, usually those webinars would have um, attendance checks, which um, sometimes looked like now they look slightly different because, you know, I've worked for the firm about 10 years ago and um, it would be like a word, like they would give you a word a couple of times throughout the presentation. And then you had to go online, submit the three, four words and get your certificate because <clears throat> then it shows that you've attended. Now it's slightly different where usually if there's a webinar, there is live questions that pop up for like a minute, sometimes less, 45 seconds. Um, and you have to answer them live to receive the credit for educational. And so uh, what the par some partners used to do um, were ask us, staff, who was attending for the code words and would just get the certificates. And so, of course, they sounded confident with clients, but they never kept learning new things. And new developments happen every, I mean, every year, um, even every month. Different um, little adjustments, little subsections in the code and things like that. So I think it's very important to... Um, remember that and and keep learning. But not only that, um, a colleague of mine uh, at that firm, <clears throat> you know, um, he, he was my um, uh, cubicle buddy. So he was sitting in the next cubicle from me. Um, he actually, uh, you know, we had a conversation about learning and he was at the time um, studying for the CPA exam. It took him about, I don't know, 15, 17 years to pass the exam because he had a family. And so, you know, he was working a lot and didn't really, and wanted to go home and spend time with his family as opposed to studying. So 
took him, you know, a long time to pass the license test. He's had a lot of experience, but he only received his license in 2021 when, you know, he's been in the profession for 17 years. Um, and so what's interesting is that um, we had a conversation a couple of times where I said, you know, I want to go for an MBA or, which I did um, later, but I want to go for a law degree maybe. I wasn't sure at the time what, what I wanted to do. And he um, used to ask me, like, why? Why do you want to do that? It's, you know, a lot of work. Like, why do you want to keep studying? And I'm like, because I want more from my life. I want more from my career. I want more from my profession and, and my, you know, I want more for my clients too. And so he couldn't understand that. <clears throat> and um, I really was surprised to learn that some people don't really care about um, growing and, and they're perfectly content with being where they are, doing the same work every day, every year, <clears throat> and not really do any, and doing anything else. And so I've learned that not everybody's like me in a sense that I'm always driven to learn new things. And so I want to uh, share with you kind of what I'm learning now and what I've learned in the past uh, few years to maybe give you a few ideas to give you uh, potentially a little bit of, um, of an inspiration, hopefully. So I I am a certified public accountant, certified in New York. And um, in 2013, when my daughter was one, I went for an MBA. Uh, I went for an MBA because I'm the type of person who needs intellectual stimulation, a lot of it. And so I get bored and start going a little nuts. Let's put it this way. Um, if I just sit home and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are you know, I still was available for my kids, which is what I wanted. I didn't want somebody else to raise them. <clears throat> that was a personal choice and a personal belief. But at the same time, I needed something a little bit uh, stimul stimulating for my intellectual um, abilities. So I went for an MBA. Um, I went for a full-time MBA because I got a scholarship. And it was a really great experience in the sense that you know, you have to go for, for a graduate degree, especially a graduate degree like an MBA, um, for two reasons. To switch careers or and or to network, to make connections. And so I didn't want either of those things, but I wanted the mental, the intellectual st stimulation. So I joined a cohort. It was a cohort of about <clears throat> 60 people or so. And it was really cool. Like one of my cl biggest clients right now is one of my classmates in, in that program. And it was a great experience because I now understand how MBA programs operate. And it's, uh, if you don't know what it stands for, it's a master's in business administration. And all of the MBAs um, taught anywhere in the world have to be approved, accredited by the AACSB an organization that approves the program. And so you can count on the MBA program having the same content around the world. And so um, <clears throat> what I really liked about the MBA was the hands-on knowledge from different perspectives of a business. So you studied, uh, we had a class on accounting, which I aced because obviously I'm an accountant, but we also had statistics and marketing and 
and other things and operational psychology, organizational psychology, operational improvements and, and uh, business and society and all different, all kinds of different classes. And, you know, before I went for an MBA, I um, used to say, oh, I'm not good at public speaking. In When you go for an MBA, you have to do a presentation at the end of the semester for every single class. So after like the 20th presentation, you're like, I can do this. Like, I don't care. Um, and so it really improves your, at least it improved my, um, just not desire, but more like skill set to not be afraid to appear in public and, um, and speak in public and speak up and kind of develop my voice. And, you know, later I wrote the book and I'm, now I'm speaking on stages and, so it really prompted me kind of toward in, into that direction. And I'm really, really um, thankful for that. Um, MBA was a great program for me. I learned a lot of, like I said, the operational stuff, which was new to me. I could teach you anything about the financial aspect of things, but MBA, I really learned the organizational psychology, the HR component, the structural component, the... <clears throat> things that I really didn't um, know in depth before. And so I went through an MBA. Then six months or a year later, I got bored again. So I got a forensic accounting certificate. Um, it was a really fun um, learning about forensic accounting, honestly. Um, then um, in 2018, I um, went for a very technical tax coaching. <clears throat> it's called a, an American Institute of Certified Tax Planners. And that was the program that really changed my business and my life. Um, I learned a lot about the technical aspect of tax planning and <clears throat> how to package my services. At the same time, about two months apart, I joined a coaching program for specifically accountants to kind of increase efficiency uh, for myself to increase delivery for clients, to increase onboarding for clients. Um, and it really transformed both of those at the kind of at the same time or close in time, they're actually overlapping a little bit, really transformed my practice. Within a year of that, of those programs, I doubled my revenue and um, reorganized, automated a lot of things and really started working a lot less. And without sacrificing the income, actually, I, like I said, I doubled my income. And so um, like two years later, I tripled my revenue. And now I'm, now I'm at a point where I'm almost quadrupled um, of the, that 2018 level. Um, and so it really <clears throat> has been an amazing journey. And um, in 2019, I found out that there is this certification called the United States tax court practitioner, USTCP. And what it is, is that it's a certification to represent people in tax court um, without having to be a lawyer or pass the bar or anything like that or go to law school. And so I was really excited because for me, tax law is really exciting. I um, initially in my career, I went to law school for two years and then I came to the US. And so I had, I kind of had to finish bachelor's and and etc. But um, it really was has been an amazing 
journey and um, that exam cycle. So it was supposed to happen. The exam was supposed to happen in 2020, November, but because of COVID, um, they actually pushed it back a year. So for me, the cycle kind of dragged over two, two, three, well, what was it? Two years, I guess. At this point, it's almost three. And so um, it took a lot of studying. I had to go for a class twice in Las Vegas. Um, it was very informative, very um, uplifting, and a lot of knowledge that I've learned about the tax court procedures, about court procedures in general, about evidence, what evidence works, what what doesn't, what how it's supposed to be presented, and things like that. So, <clears throat> um, it was a really life changing experience. And so, in November, I actually. Um, <clears throat> Um, took the exam. Uh, I was studying at that point for over six months, uh, but I've been reading slowly kind of over a year and a half. Um, and for the first time, usually it would be a written in like blue books exam in Washington, DC, where you would have to come and sit and, you know, whatever, write handwrite the answers. Because of COVID, they've restructured slightly, which is great because I type much faster than I write. Um, and so um, they did a, an, elect, uh, an electronic exam. And so there was a camera pointed at me all the time. I was taking the exam. And a lot of the, there are four parts to the exam. And one is practice and procedure. One is um, ethics. One is evidence. And then, and then taxation. Um, and um, I was confident in all of them. And evidence was my, usually evidence is hardest for everyone, for everyone who's taking the exam, because it's usually a very lawyer type topic, uh, but we're not lawyers, we're accountants. And so <clears throat> usually it's the hardest topic, but for me, it was actually the most, the most that I could understand because I've watched a lot of law and order in my, in my life. I pretty much watched all of their seasons probably over the years and every episode and everything. And I knew a lot of, like a lot of stuff made sense to me, like objection, you know, uh, overruled or sustained or whatever, all of those, all of that jar jargon really made a lot of sense to me. So evidence was for me the easiest and the simplest and the most I understood, I thought. Um, so uh, on the exam, three parts, I, like a lot of questions were the ones from prep materials. And so I really aced those. But then when I got to evidence, every question was like eight points and you need 70% in each section to pass the whole exam. And evidence was, I believe it was eight questions, eight point, points each. And I was like, oh, damn it. And the questions were unlike anything I've seen before. And so what I've decided to do, which is the, which is true with um, pretty much any uh, law type um, exams, I decided to argue one side of the case. So if I believed that the objection should be sustained, I argued for it. Um, and so just about a week ago, um, I got an email and, you know, everybody, they used to mail the results to you. So I was waiting, really looking out um, at the mail to see whether I got anything. So I took the exam in November, right? And it's already May. And um, so it took some six months because every question is pretty much 
a typed answer. So it's not a multiple choice. So someone has to read them and grade them and, and review them and stuff like that. And looks like they said that a lot of people took this exam. Usually the passing rate is very, very small. Like to give you a little bit of a perspective, it's um, 163 people took it in 2018, 23 of them passed. So it's a really hard exam and they take, you know, six months to review and blah, 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 grade. And so I, about a week ago, I actually found out that I passed this exam, which is great because if I didn't, I wouldn't take it again because I decided that I don't want to represent people in tax court. The reason I studied for the exam and I took the exam was so that I can advise clients on the evidence side of things. So I know the procedures and then also advise clients on the evidence side of things. So if we are pursuing a tax strategy, what evidence do we have to have on file as the year progresses so that if they ever get audited, we have everything ready. And so that was the reason that I wanted to learn that. But I'm really happy that I didn't waste time studying because it paid off. I passed the exam. It's a very hard exam to pass. And so I'm just now waiting for the license. I have to take an oath um, and have recommendations sent, et cetera, et cetera. And so that was my journey for the last two, three years, right? Now, um, in probably November, December, or maybe even October, I joined, I, st I discovered a friend of my BFF um, who lives in another country um, ha has been taking coaching class, quote, courses, certifications um, in this center that I really like. Well, I learned uh, more about that center and um, uh, discovered it through my friend. So I joined a business coaching group. So it's usually a program that's about 10 weeks long that they offer and they offer a life coach, master coach, which is a continuation of a life coach. They offer business coaching. They offer all different kinds of things, psychological training. And so I really um, got inspired. It's inexpensive because it's in Russian language. And there's a lot of uh, people who attend who are Russian speakers, not necessarily, necessarily Russians, but uh, Belarusians, Ukrainians, Kazakh, uh, Kazakhstan, people from Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. There's a lot of countries, you know, Soviet Union had 16 countries and everybody spoke Russian. So a lot of people who join and, and learn with us, and it's really cool um, to experience that. And it's a lot cheaper because prices are there or lower. And so um, I got really into it and I bought like everything they've got. So I went through business coaching, which is, which was great because I was already coaching clients, but I needed more structure and coaching. Um, last July, I went through both the first level certified coach, life coach, and then the master coach training, um, in the U S so it's a very good program. If you want, um, a, a, an introduction to it or a link to it, um, DM me via Instagram and I'll send it to you. I've really enjoyed. It's a three-day training for level one and three-day training for level two. Obviously, it's an all-day training and it's done over Zoom, but it's phenomenal. It's just absolutely phenomenal. So um, we really, I really, I went through that already. And then I joined business coaching because I believe that business and life coaching are two things that are absolutely interconnected. And the reason they're interconnected is because you can't really pursue goals in business if you don't have personal goals, meaning that business goals and business aspirations are not separate from you, not separate from you as a human being, as a family person, as a, if you have a family or as just 
a human being, an individual. Because sometimes you want to start a business, but the desire actually comes from your personal life. And so having those life coaching skills as a, as a coach, um, as a business coach helps tremendously. And so I was really, really excited to learn that first. And then I went for business coaching in that center, educational center. And then I also bought their uh, family psychology consultations, um, which talks about how to deal with uh, families and as a, let's say, as a therapist slash consultant. And even though I don't want to be a therapist, I do think that it's important for me to understand the questions, the underlying reasons, the everything else related to that as I launch my programs and memberships and coaching programs. Because the difference between a therapist and a coach is a therapist works with the past, past trauma, past experiences, memories, blah, blah, blah. Coach works with present and future. I mean, uh, certainly therapists can work with present and future as well, but they focus on helping you understand and work with your emotions from the past, uh, what you've experienced and kind of helping you be happy and live a happy, happy life. So for, you know, for therapists, you have to be licensed for a coach. You have to be, you don't have to be necessarily licensed. It just helps to get formal training because I think it's very important to, to know what you're doing and to support people in the way that they need to be supported. So I took the family, um, consulting, uh, course with them. I've listened through all the lectures. I have all the materials and the literature related to that. Then they launched a just a psychological consulting for not necessarily therapists, but you can be a therapist and take that or how to consult people, meaning not necessarily treat them as a, as a therapist, but how to consult them, how to support them and be more of a coach than a therapist. And that was really, I'm still catching up on that after tax season. It's been really great material. And uh, people who are um, educating and teaching these courses are actually therapists uh, with a ton of experience and PhDs and all of that. Um, I also, they've also started in February, they started a a, um, child psychology um, consulting course. And I I signed up for that as well. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm catching up um, as we speak. I have access to it and child psychology I took so that because my next work is going to be for children business for children and and that's what I'm working on but um, I also wanted to understand my children better and help them support them better and so I did that they also launched um, emotionally mm, emotional therapy or something like that I've also bought that in June, I'm going for an NLP course. If you don't know what NLP is, it's um, neuro-linguistic programming. It's using the language um, to kind of work with people. Um, and so if you're curious, look it up. It's a really cool training. I was supposed to go in February, but honestly, I just couldn't make it work. Uh, it's four days. If you want an introduction to that program, again, DM me on Instagram and I'll send you a link. A really great, um, a recommended, highly recommended place where I'm getting trained for that in the U.S. And again, I'm using all of that to understand and serve my students, my clients better as an accountant, as a coach, as a um, teacher. And I love that. And I think that it's so important to always keep learning. And that's really the reason that I'm recording this for you so that you can understand that how important it is and how critical it is 
And if you always keep learning, you always keep improving and you always keep growing and um, things will change around you. You will change and others will change in response to that. And that's a beautiful thing. All right, my friend, I will see you next week. Have a great weekend.